is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Reviewture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us, or both of us, might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And today we are back after having taken just a short little break for ourselves. We had a short week off of watching and recording things after our two-year anniversary. <laughs> With the only other break that we took in those two years was down to me getting sick. Oh, yeah. Stupidly of my own accord. And that was this year again still. Yeah. So if, so in our whole first year, we never once took a break. No. <gasps> and this was a voluntary break this time. This was a... Not at all because we forgot. Not at all, because we... <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but it did get to a point. We were, we'd both been very busy with planning some things that were coming up for family birthdays and trips and stuff. And I kind of realised what the date was, and I said, Oh, we're supposed to release something tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, it's okay, we'll take a break. We just we've just celebrated a two year anniversary. We deserve it. Yeah. So we took a little bit of time and we recuperated from all of our recording that we do every so often. And we came up with a little bit of a game plan for some future ones to do, which we're kind of excited about. But as always, we are open to having any suggestions come in from any listeners if you have a particular favourite film that you deem to be a classic or a film that you really love, that you watch all the time, that you think is a classic, then let us know. And whether we've seen it or not may not matter, depending on the film. We might decide to just do a listener one just for you. Just exclusively for you. And say, this film we've been told to watch because of this reason and this reason, and maybe we'll just do it. But we decided that it might be an idea to do a few films from the era that you, Amber, me, and I, Drew, <laughs> both kind of grew up in, really. Mm, so You films... weren't born then, though, were you? You weren't born in it, though, were you? I wasn't... You? Okay, no, I wasn't born <laughs> in the 90s. I was right. born in the 90s. You were born in 90? Yeah, but December 90. Yeah, well, so I guess you kind of just in So it was quite far in. <laughs> well, well, yeah, okay. Another, I mean... like, 28 days and it would have been 91. Look, no matter how you classify when you were born, Amber, Imagine you don't that. escape being a millennial. You I'm... can't <laughs> escape being a millennial. No, I'm, I'm proud of being born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 90s. You were born into that era of a generation like me where we were too old to start getting into computer programming stuff because we were still at the age where we were told, oh, your future, yeah, there's, no future in there's no future in computers. And too young 
to kind of be in the era where you could get into a job straight out of university in a sector that would pay you for life. We're part of that little like generation <laughs> in the middle. Not Great. that I not that I'm disgruntled or anything of the sort. Great. Wow, we come back after a break, our first time in two years, and we You've started on a break l- now. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we spent our break doing. <laughs> Just having a mental breakdown, having an existential crisis every morning before my coffee. <sighs> Just having a small breakdown in the shower every single day. <laughs> questioning my life choices. Maybe you're being filmed. Maybe I am being filmed. I don't know. Speaking of which, <laughs> today we are traveling back in our way back machine to the year 1998. And I've got to be honest, I didn't think this film was this late into the 90s. I actually thought this came out earlier, strangely. Yeah, I would have thought that as well, actually. But, I don't know. It didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> so I, what are you going to do? Can't change it. But this was very much in the era where Jim Jim Carrey was hot commodity. Yeah, he was in you everything. You could say. He, yeah, he was flexing his muscles across the board. And I think that one of the reasons that people didn't immediately take to this was because it wasn't his usual kind of, like, outrageous humour. Oh, I thought it was quite popular, no? I thought oh, it I is popular. It, all over the place when it I... is popular, but I think a lot of people went, oh, someone who normally does, he's not, oh, right. he's not doing Ace Ventura or The Mask. Yeah, it's not funny, is it? No. No. We are talking about the highly critically acclaimed... The Truman Show. Now, I've often thought of The Truman Show as it is kind of a comedy to me, but it's not a comedy in like the traditional sense. It's like it's like if someone could almost bottle irony. Yeah. You know? Yeah, or I didn't laugh. No, you don't <laughs> you don't really laugh, but that's the thing. Do you really laugh at things that are ironic? No. You know? I suppose not. I mean, you kind of you kind of go, oh yeah, like you <laughs> you know, you know, I I th- I feel like if you <laughs> yeah, 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 that I see what you do. <laughs> it's like looking at a piece of artwork, you know. Right. You look at the artwork and you kind of have an emotional response to it, but it's not like an out loud emotional <laughs> response. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of back of your mind thinking emotional response like, oh, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I see. I see. I see that. You know. Yeah. So I I feel like that's what the Truman Show is. But what did you think the film was going to be about? Because every episode we asked the person that hasn't seen it what they thought it was going to be about before watching it. What did you think it was going to be about? I knew that what it was about. Sorry to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry to say that. I knew, but I knew what it was about. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so you knew what the plot was. I knew that he was being filmed and his whole life was on camera, but he didn't know, and then he found out. So that's pretty much what I knew. Did you think this lived up to what you expected of it? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good actually. I thought that it was moving and touching and joyful really (laughs) moving and touching and joyful not joyful really was it i mean not well no it was because (laughs) here's the thing i think that there's a really dark side 
to this film. Yeah, there is. The, and the and I'm dark... surprised that it hasn't been done in real life yet. The only reason why it hasn't been done in real life is because they did it, like they parodied it, the yeah. idea on this film. <laughs> if this film hadn't have existed, I think we would be, somebody would be living the Truman Show now. We would literally be watching that. I wasn't going to get into the concept of that so early, but since you've brought it up, I do feel like it is worth talking about because the dark side of this film that I feel is at play is mainly the fact that there has to come a point where we push reality TV to the point where we've seen everything that can be done on reality TV except for following one person's life that they think is real for their entire life, which Mm -hmm. is the Truman Show, essentially. I mean, why doesn't Darren Brown just make somebody forget that they're being filmed and then they'll just carry on life? And Like, he could do it. Probably. (laughs) Darren Brown could convince somebody that they're not being filmed and have actors around them, like the zombie thing. Yeah. But just do it in the style of this so that the person doesn't realise that their life's on show, but we're actually watching them. He could absolutely do that. now, Now, here's the thing. I want to know the point to which Darren Brown's powers (laughs) actually extend. Because here's the thing. He could do that. He didn't necessarily make the guy in the zombie thing that he did. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, if you've never heard of Darren Brown, then frankly, you should... You're not... I'm not going to say you're a lunatic, but you're the closest thing to... (laughs) But, well... So, Darren Brown did this TV show where he put someone into a hypnotic state very briefly and set everything up to make them think that they had been part of an apocalyptic event that had basically brought a zombie film to life. And they followed him for, how long was it? Four days? Three days? Yeah, it was three a days, days, I think. I don't really know. It was something like that. And they introduced characters that would create a moral choice for him. And the whole experiment Yeah, was... like there's a kid. Does he leave the kid behind to save himself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, and, I was, and everyone was watching it going like, he can't leave the kid. He can't leave the kid. <laughs> but the, the whole point is that it was someone who was very easily influenced, very highly yeah. subjective... That yeah, could so be manipulated. They and... could do it to somebody, as in, like the exact same thing that happened here. Sure. So, put them under, right? Like they would, like they did in the zombie thing or the apocalypse thing. Put them under. Say that they've moved house or their family have moved. They don't remember any of it. Whatever happened, they've moved somewhere else now. So they've moved to this place, and this place is the studio, right? And then slowly things start to reveal themselves to make it seem like they're in a TV show about them. And then they go mental because they're like, (laughs) I think I'm in a TV show. And everyone's going, no, no, you're not. Exactly what's happened in the film. And then they realise they're in a TV show because they're feeding them little bits on purpose. Obviously, this one wasn't on purpose, but the Darren Brown one would be on purpose. Okay. So so you're show in your mind is to basically make someone have an existential crisis by making them believe that they're on a tv show when actually they are on a tv show yeah (laughs) (laughs) because 
the end they'd be like, oh, ha, it was just like the Truman Show, remember? And they were like, oh, I never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so your premise of a whole Darren Brown reality-focused TV show is entirely resting on the crux that they've seen the Truman Show. No, I actually think that <laughs> they should get somebody on purpose who's like, the fav- their most favourite film is the Truman Show. And then they go halfway through their life and they're like, well, not halfway through their life, it'd be a couple of days probably. And they'd be like, I actually think the Truman Show is happening to me. <laughs> and that would make them go absolutely insane. Like, it would, wouldn't it? I mean, what you're thinking of is less of a reality like show and more of a just... practical joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I could do that to you sometime. I could, no, I could set things in motion where... you're not going to hypnotise me to make me think that I just moved house, are you? That's what I'm saying. You don't know that. Well, I do know that because I'm still in the same house. Unless I've made you think that you are. What? <laughs> because if I'd hypnotised you into thinking that this was the house that you'd lived in the whole time, how would you know <laughs> that I hadn't hypnotised you into the... See, this is, this is how you start an existential crisis, Amber. No, I know. Because... Simple question no, is, how would you I, know? I know that it isn't because it was my freaking idea and you've just stolen it. That's how I know. Maybe I hypnotised you into thinking <laughs> that it was your own idea, but yeah. actually I already told you this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, or they could do it to somebody where they make them go back in time. Like, they wake up and they're in the, in the 60s or something, and everyone's just like, hi, blah, 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 as if that's been happening the whole time. And they wake up and they're like, why am I back in time? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? This is your life. See, that, <laughs> that, it, it would be worth watching. Yeah. Like, a reality and show where... And then you crazy, because you'd be like... Yeah. What? No. What, what the, like I had such happened? a vivid dream. We had we had these phones in our pockets, <laughs> and you know they could access the internet. And everyone's there going, "What's the internet? How can you fit a phone in your pocket?" Yeah, because it's like the same family but in a different time. Yeah. So that that would be good. That would be a reality show. I would probably watch. Yeah, but you have to make people think that it's real because then they'd mess them up. See, here's the thing. <laughs> they make out in the Truman Show that this has been going his entire life. Yeah. What right? they say, like 38 years or something. Yeah. There's essentially something along the lines of like 30 odd something years. Yeah. Right? Now, here's the thing. The viewing of that, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's really only going to get interesting in about year 10, 12, they'd probably, right? They'd probably do things, they would be doing things, though, wouldn't they, on purpose to make it more interesting? I don't know, they were just like, I don't know. Yeah, because maybe. otherwise, up until like year, into year three or four, Essentially, all you're watching is a nanny cam. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I know, but people just like, they're like, oh, let's see what the little baby's doing. Oh, he's moving around. You know, people would just watch it. They just would. Yeah. I've never, I haven't watched Carnation Street in years, but it was just on the TV the other day and I just sat and watched it. That is, people that is a good point. <laughs> just watch that is a good whatever. point. Because they're just like, oh, in a minute, something might happen. Nothing ever happens. But you're just watching just in case. Now, you see, here's the thing, okay? This is where I think it, completely differentiates on people's mindsets because I don't have the mindset where I would sit and watch soap operas about people's lives 
I would on a regular I kn- basis. I would if I knew that they didn't know they were being filmed. I mean, you could just pretend that they don't know they're being filmed on Coronation <laughs> no, Street. No, I don't want you to could pretend. Just, you could just pretend that no. these people don't know that there's a camera there. No, but they do. Yeah, that's, that's true. The, that's the difference. I, I, I suppose it would give it a different, a different air to it, you know? Because I'd be watching it. And like that man said, like if you're lonely or something, you just put it on for 24 hours because there's somebody else there with you. Like you're sleeping and then you wake up and then someone else is there. It's just like, it's just noise. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or like true. you're having dinner and you're watching them have dinner when you're having dinner and stuff. It's just comforting for some people. I don't know. It would just, I suppose... It would become a part of your life so much that it would be weird without it and then you you just keep watching it just out of habit. I suppose it would be comforting to know that someone's life is being televised and their life is, like, equally as mundane as yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, equally as rehearsed on a day-to-day just basis. Like, oh, oh, he's in bed at half past ten. Oh, right. Oh. I probably should probably go to bed I then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that's a way to help you get to bed at a decent time to yeah. get eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. I found it funny that everything on there was like advertising. Yeah, that's funny. as well. They shoehorn in advertising, <laughs> and the way he says, like, "Oh yeah, everything that you see on screen can be bought." Yeah, you know the costumes, the, the, costumes, the clothes, the 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 kitchen Houses. fittings, everything <laughs> like that. It can all be bought. Go to the Truman catalog. Yeah, I mean that is what would happen. Merchandising for sure. Yeah, so if we had a reality show that was a real-life following of someone, it would probably be sponsored by, like, Argos or Ikea or (laughs) something, right? Yeah. Like, everything in there, everything in the kitchens, everything in the bedrooms, everything like that would be from Ikea. um, Stop and... They can't stop the feed to have actual adverts, can they? So they have to advertise during the day and... Yeah, 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 exactly. And he's like pushing him into the poster so that he stood next to the like the sponsor. That was great, and the, and I and the thing is, when you rewatch this film back with certain contexts, having seen it before, you do. Oh, I brag about it. Well, no. no I've seen this before. <laughs> the point I was making was that you notice more things in the background that hint that it's a tv show Mm. like you notice where they're putting things like cameras on signs and the way people hold particular things Mm. so that it's like like the first time you see him with his best friend and he's drinking a beer and he's holding the label out like he's deliberately holding the label out Uh, you look at that afterwards and go oh because they do that on like you know, X Factor, they've got to have the drinks <laughs> facing outwards, don't they? Yeah, they, they? do. So it's things like that. So would you like a little bit of Is the Trivia Worth the Time? Yeah, okay. Because here's the thing. I feel like this segment is very, very hit and miss, mm-hmm. okay? But I also feel like the trivia is entirely dependent on how good the movie is. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you just keep trying to plug this away and it's not getting any better. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here's a little bit of trivia for you. All right. All right. You can tell me whether this is worth the time. Okay. 
Ed Harris and Jim Carrey never met Who's during Ed filming. Ed Harris was Christoph. <laughs> this kind of um, relies on you knowing who the people are, then, I suppose. It kind of relies on you knowing <laughs> what the Truman Show is in order for this reality show to work. Maybe we should make our own reality show. Maybe we should be, like, 24-7 on air. Like, just, oh, no, wait, we'd just be Gogglebox, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. That would just be us. <laughs> yeah, people would just be watching us watch TV. This I mean, is that's the thing. basically this what is, it is. This is the thing, right? This is, And this, that's the exact example, when it first came out, of this is the point where, like, reality TV has incepted on itself. Like, we're now watching a TV show about people reacting to TV shows yeah. and films. Yeah. And what's... Like, we are literally on our TV screens watching people watching their TV screens. Yeah, and that just proves that people would watch The Truman Show in real life if yeah. it would come on. Like, where does the show end and the audience begin in that situation? Like, am I part of that show now because i'm watching them watching (laughs) stuff that i'm watching as well so if i'm watching what they're watching and watching them at the same time i'm having an existential (laughs) crisis again now what is real what is fiction where do i begin and the tv ends i don't know so i feel like this could easily be something that eventually takes hold yeah but I feel like you wouldn't be able to make it last an entire span of someone's lifetime. I feel like it would be something yeah, I that... I don't know about that either. I feel like it would have, like, almost a Love Island sensibility to it. Or I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Like, it runs for three to four weeks straight. No, I th- no, and it's because... all you see on TV for those three or four weeks straight. And after that, there's breakdown shows every night of, like, what happened during their day. There's highlight reels, everything like that. But, you know, it's people can call in and vote for what they want to have happen next. Like, what are we going to do to this person that doesn't know they're being filmed? You're getting a bit weird now. That's a bit weird. Well, I mean, not, like, in a weird way. You're supposed to be interfering. But, like, you know, is someone, you know, vote, call this number to have someone come and steal their Amazon package that they've been waiting a day for, you know? Something like that. (laughs) Real things that happen to real people, but you want to see how people react to it, you know? Yeah, I suppose. But then when Big Brother first came out, and I'm a celebrity as well, there was an extra TV feed that if you went onto this particular channel on, like, Sky or Satellite or whatever, you could watch it 24 hours. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did the Fame Academy. Did you? (laughs) They did that for Fame Academy? I watched it. Oh, dear. Really? For a really long time. (laughs) Oh, no. They only did, like, one thing of Fame Academy, didn't <laughs> no, they? No, I think there was a few, because I didn't watch the first one. Oh. So I think it was the second one that I got more involved in. And there was... I'm sure there was one after that. So I think there was, like, three. But, yeah, the second Fame Academy, I literally watched the 24-hour live feed of it. Oh, God. What was that like? Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
here I was doubting it for some reason. <laughs> How dare it I? It was exactly what you think it was. It was just people living their lives that but like they were rehearsing for things training for stuff i mean like, here's the thing what i imagine it to be like and what you imagine it to be like are two very different i don't things. have to imagine what you, i was watching it what you <laughs> imagine it to be like is probably what it actually was like which was them standing around about. gossiping messing around what i imagine it to be like is like an episode of glee or like you know fame or something like that where they will literally spontaneously burst into a choreographed number full (laughs) song to lift someone's spirits that's feeling Mm. a little down they weren't allowed to do stuff like that because that wasn't part of the main broadcast (laughs) they have to keep that to the main show they can't just this was literally just people living it was just living it was like that bit was like big brother basically but they were all well behaved because they were there to do a different job was it fame academy where Girls Aloud. No. Came. What was that? That was Pop Stars the Rivals. Pop Stars the Rivals. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fame Academy. Um, Who came out I of Fame Academy? What, then? Um, no one really. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't have been wasn't. that good then. No. Well, I mean, they were. Um... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sorry to point this out, but if it's a Fame Academy and no <laughs> one graduates from it and becomes famous, they're not really living up to their title, are they? No. Do you know what Fame Academy was? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why are you actually? It was. It was go? like a talent show, right? <laughs> Someone got voted you off every week until there's one from winner. Fame Academy. It's just like X Factor, but called something yeah, different. Yeah, and the winner gets to graduate. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's how they win. They graduate from the academy. Right. Okay. Well, somebody did do that, but okay. they just weren't hugely popular afterwards. I don't know why, because okay. uh, because the pe- the person that won, I think everybody agreed wasn't the person that should have won but they did anyway okay but there we go who was that who was what the person that won um it was a girl i don't remember her name (laughs) what song did she do i don't know then she's not that famous is she yeah i agreed with you (laughs) i agreed with you yeah i know I'm not angry at you. Why are you so defensive about things? I'm not angry at you. I'm just disappointed in their false advertising more than anything. Well, it was was an academy because they were living and breathing it entire time. And it was in a place that looked like a school. What more do you want? I mean, if they had done that for School of Rock, that would be something I would watch. There was one particular person that I watched it for because he was literally mental. And when I say mental, he was actually, like, crazy hilarious. And he um, had no discernible talent and just... (laughs) Well, it's a good thing he applied to be on Fame Academy, then. Kept being voted in because he was entertaining. Like, he would be on the stage and he'd be, like, chucking himself about chucking like the stool about chucking the microphone about all this sort of stuff he looked mental like he was just funny and entertaining he could not hold a note to save his life but they just kept him in because he was just funny and I thought he was hilarious he was my favourite I wanted him to win because I thought he's got more of a chance of going out there and doing something because people watch him for a reason can he sing? no can he dance? (laughs) absolutely not does he look like a superstar? no (laughs) you don't look like a superstar (laughs) you don't act like a superstar you're definitely not a superstar It's, it's, it's genuinely that. He's, he's like, oh, I don't even know, but there was just something about him that made him appealing to watch. 
just entertain like the entertainment factor. Like if he'd gone on X. I mean, it factor, sounds a little bit like me if I'm being honest. <laughs> if he'd gone on the X Factor, he probably wouldn't have been on the live show. I don't really know. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But he. Yeah, it was weird. But they got them to write their own songs on Fame Academy, so they weren't covering other people's songs all the time. They literally, like, managed them from start to finish to be their own artist type thing. So they were like, right, you get this dance, you have to do this dance. Oh, you get all the training and singing. You have a stylist and you get to know your style. All that sort of stuff. Going on to different tours and things and, like, getting the real sense of it. But then also you get, like, um, proper songwriting training all this sort of stuff yeah. so they ended up knowing like all parts of the process and I think that's where the See, academy bit came yeah out. that sounds that sounds a lot better to me than X Factor because one thing I couldn't really get my head around with X Factor is that they're always singing other people's songs and I mean no, people... they, were, they were also always singing other people's songs like on right. TV but yeah. they were just giving them the tools I guess to do it themselves I don't really know but but I just feel like <laughs> in X Factor it was all so showy because they were always just singing other people's songs that weren't written for them to sing so yeah. it's just like you're only ever going to yeah, be never going know what they sound like yeah you're only ever going to be going oh this they did a really good version of this song mm. or i i like i i have a good reaction to them singing this song because yeah, i like, like the song. artist yeah, exactly. that wrote this song yeah, exactly. so it's like it's a little bit biased yeah. in that way but then that's how you know like right in the at the on the final show obviously the producers would choose or whoever would choose what song the winner's song was going to be and you can always tell straight away whose voice is going to sound way better on that song they know as well and it's like forcing you to go down that route of, yeah. of winning like so many times they have songs that you go well this person's going to sound rubbish doing that but this person's going to sound really good and they do it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's silly. But See, if the funny. X Factor really wanted to show talent, what they would do is they would have one week sort of towards the finals, let's say maybe quarterfinals, semifinals-ish, where they have to write with their mentors a song yeah. for themselves to sing from but start to finish. But then that's also showing that the mentors don't really know very much either. Oh, yeah, there is that. That's why I feel like the voice is quite good. Because, yeah, they do do other people's songs, but the mentors actually know what they're doing. They know what right. they're talking about. Yeah. And they choose the song for them, and it's always quite suited to them, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just for entertainment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, essentially. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't watch a whole lot of song uh song shows I, I don't know why i call them song, song shows. shows i don't the name of it escaped <laughs> me for a second then the, uh, <laughs> what is it what is it called what's it called i don't know competitions like singing competitions or know. talent competitions yeah talent Tele- televised singing competitions shows I don't know why I call them song shows. I I forgot the name for competition. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Like that that word temporarily left my brain. <laughs> it's all the existential crisis that I've been having about whether I'm on a TV show or not. You see, it made me forget that. So I don't watch a lot of them because they all kind of just blend into one. 
So I feel like you're the authority voice on this yeah. and like how close to reality shows they really are, I suppose. That is the only type of reality show that I would watch. I don't really watch anything else. I watch some, like, that when when it normally comes out, like, the first series, I watch that. Like, I'm a celebrity. I only watched the first series the whole way through, didn't watch any of the rest mm. of them because I just thought, oh, this is new, what is it, and wanted to watch it. Um, and I was a lot younger then as well. So I think if something like that came out now, I wouldn't really be bothered I wouldn't, watch, I wouldn't even watch the first one but it's just I mean back in the day yeah I did have Sky but it was still limited the amount of things that were on even though it was Sky so it's like well they've got yeah. this new show on let's just 400 watch it. channels interested. still nothing on yeah <laughs> and I was just more interested when I was younger and I think like when you're in school if everyone else is talking about it you go oh I want to see what the fuss is about so stuff like that but like I never watched Love Island or anything so if you think they did the Truman Show or something like it today you think that would be a big hit you think people would be talking about yeah, it yeah people would watch the whole blooming thing see again <laughs> i feel like it would be something that they would be able to do for i don't know i i feel like it would be ambitious to go an entire year doing something like this following no, I think one person's would watch life it because then the more it goes on other people would fall out and would stop watching it but then new people would take it on and start watching it i just feel like they would have to resort to having you know in a way almost prodding them to like do something well yeah that's what they do there they're like oh this isn't interesting enough oh kill his dad do you know what I mean yeah they have these like big events yeah yeah so that's what in a way it is like watching a soap opera in a sense I mean that's what they try to do on soaps isn't it like emulate real life but just make it more dramatic yeah I mean bloody hell they've done everything except for like an alien abduction on <laughs> Hollyoaks it's coming you know I think I think they literally <laughs> have done pretty much every storyline imaginable on Hollyoaks I did watch I don't want to take I the... literally think someone got eaten by a shark in one episode oh, I don't know probably at one point someone got something like that happened to them I'm fairly certain oh, I don't know I don't know we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird gift baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. I don't want to take the mickey out of people who think that they've been abducted by aliens, but I did... <laughs> but you're going to. 
I'm not here to I'm not here to take the Mickey out of what people believe has happened to them in their lifetimes. But No, because I just remembered something about this is really funny. I watched this TV show and it's one of those, you know, Netflix has got documentaries on there and even though they're from like the early two thousands, they're still on there, people watch them. They put really old ones on there still again for some reason. So this one was like quite a long time ago and you could tell it was made quite a long time ago as well. But it was kind of in the same vein as like a Louis Theroux type thing he would, they would like go into different people's lives and, and talk to them about it and I don't know how the Truman Show may, uh, made us get onto this <laughs> but this woman with the most crazy hair you've ever seen in your life like I mean every hair on that head was standing to attention and it was like <laughs> an extra foot on top of it, it was weird and she, and she was talking about how she constantly was being abducted by aliens like it was like non-stop like she couldn't go a whole day without being abducted by aliens and i mean these people were following her on this documentary for quite a long time and not once did she get abducted by aliens but obviously that was because she was being filmed and they didn't want to be filmed abducting her okay oh obviously that i mean god guys (laughs) they're not going to abduct me when you're watching (laughs) that's literally it and they were like, okay, where does it where does it usually happen? Well, it could be happening when I'm standing here. I could just I could just be standing here and it could happen. Like nothing happen, nothing's happening. Oh, it's not it's not gonna happen now. And then so she's sitting on the sofa and she was like starts to get really, really shaky and shivery and like shaking all over the place. Her hands like are going crazy. She like picks up a cigarette all shakily, like can't get it to her mouth because she's just like shaking so much. And she's like, and um, she's talking to the camera and she's like, oh, I'm just really anxious. Oh, I just get like this quite a lot. And her son's there as well. And her son's like, oh, yeah, she gets like this very, like quite often because she never knows when it's going to happen and all this sort of stuff. And then they start eating KFC. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm just on edge. Whenever we... <laughs> I'm just on edge because whenever we eat Kentucky, that's when I'm getting abducted. <laughs> we only get abducted when I'm eating Kentucky. It's like I thought you said you got it all the time. No, but that like that specific meal, whenever she's eating KFC, that's when she gets abducted. Like if she has KFC for dinner, she knows she's getting abducted. I mean, at that point, <laughs> I stop. At that KFC. point, I would begin to question but why she keeps eating KFC. No, but because either no, they, no, stop. <laughs> we we all know they made her eat KFC specifically on that time because they wanted to see for the TV show if she would get abducted sure but okay. she was very very anxious about it okay <laughs> of course because past indicators suggest that every time that she eats kfc she something happens <laughs> I know, but that makes reason, her believe for some reason it was the way she kept saying kentucky just make kentucky <laughs> I mean, in that situation, I would maybe question as to whether she's having some sort of allergic reaction to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> like, whatever is in K- the KFC that you are eating is making you believe. It's probably making no, you black had, out. No, because she had drawings. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Whenever I Whenever I eat this, I, like, I get really swelled up. And then I black out and I have these really vivid thoughts in my head and these really strange pictures in my mind. And then I just, I wake up back in my bed and my asshole hurts. (laughs) 
You and there's to... just poo all in my bed. Oh, stop. It's really weird. Too far. At that point, I would maybe think that you're having a bit of a reaction to KFC. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know why that made me okay. laugh. Okay. That's what northern people call it. The northern people in my family call it Kentucky, and the people from here call it KFC. Do you think that's weird? I mean, it's a regional thing. It's I, weird, I, though, I, I, for I imagine that to be a regional thing. It's weird because that it's that the name is a regional of like thing. a company or brand. Yeah. Or I don't know what made me think of that, but. Yeah. Mainly because that's what you want to see in your reality shows, right? It's people getting <laughs> abducted by aliens. Abducted by an alien. <laughs> yeah. Or someone believing that they get abducted yeah, by an alien. Because she said that she would black out. She would then go to like the alien part and shoot, and that would be the thing. She wouldn't realise that she'd gone anywhere until she woke up in the exact same spot. But the time on the clock was like four hours ahead, and then she was like, "Oh, I must have been abducted by aliens." So. I think like someone... all of that stuff could be happening while we're watching the TV. Like we could be watching somebody go through that alien abduction. Maybe that's what Darren Brown should do. Make somebody think <laughs> they've been abducted by aliens. I'm pretty sure he's done something similar to that. I'm that not sure. That was Jeremy sure. Beadle. Oh, it was Jeremy Beadle. That's right. <laughs> yeah, someone believed yeah, an alien had landed that? in their garden. No, I do remember that. <laughs> that I was do a real big that. thing on TV for a while. Beadle's about. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I mean, bring that back. Whatever happened to Jeremy Beadle? He died. Oh, right. That explains <laughs> it then, doesn't it? I did oh. wonder why I hadn't seen him for a while, oh in, in fairness. Oh. That's sad news. I've only just found that did out. Did you actually know? I mean, I, I, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure I did know that, but probably just forgot it from my mind, erased his, it. His, like, his um, version of You've Been Framed was the best. When they had that fake little living room that he used to sit in. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. That was so good. So, would you like another little bit of is the trivia worth the time? Yeah, we didn't even talk about the last one. You just glazed over it and we carried on like you haven't said it. Well, I mean, yeah, Ed Harris and Jim Carrey never met during a filming. I mean, I, I suppose that is trivia, but it also kind of makes yeah, sense. There probably wasn't a lot of other people that he met during filming. There's, there's not a whole <laughs> lot that of like face-to-face interaction between their characters anyway, really. No, that's, that's a weird thing so... to say because he probably didn't meet that Chinese woman either. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in an early scene, a bottle of vitamin D is on Truman and Merrill's kitchen table, needed for those without exposure to real sunlight. Yeah. So it's a well, bit of a that's a bit of a clue like, there. They, they should fake it though, because like you know you can go on a tanning bed. They could just do that, but with like much less power. You know, like like low UV. I mean, it would probably have to be pretty high because of because the whole thing's just one big set, so the light would be quite far away from them. Okay, yeah. So what? Why don't they just do something like that then? Like like a tan, big tanning bed. Oh, I mean, yeah. Imagine how tan he'd be. He'd look good all the time. <laughs> Everyone would be, yeah, thirty years in that big giant set, and all of a sudden, like, oh wow, what's this? Oh, it's melanoma. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on a tanning bed for 30 years. Didn't melanoma used to um, host Great British Bake Off? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a deep cut joke for anyone that isn't in the UK. That's good. That's nah, good. I like even that. People that aren't in the UK know who Mel and Sue are. So here's another one. People on the set were forbidden from uttering phrases from Jim Carrey's past silly movies. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you can tell that this is the part of Jim Carrey's career when he's trying to like oh, branch he's out. So unusual, isn't he? And do well. Okay, now here's the thing. It said that people on the set were banned from using phrases from his other movies. It doesn't say yeah, that Jim Carrey benefit yeah, but banned but, yeah, them. But, mm. You can imagine that it was probably something that he, he said. Didn't like, want I to be don't reminded that he was funny because he was trying to be serious. Yeah, the, this is the part of Jim Carrey's career where he's like branching out into like a little bit more serious roles, like trying to get some sort of awards notoriety I or nomination or whatever. I him when he's being more serious. I do too. I thought he I was mean, really good in this because he's actually a good actor. Don't get me wrong, I. There is part of my childhood that rests entirely on Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah, but he wouldn't want you mentioning that. No, he wouldn't. Not Well, <laughs> provided I was on the set of the Truman well, Show. Well, yeah, but... But here's the thing. Like, I understand that every actor wants to branch out, experiment, try new things and everything. But at the same time... You can't just outrightly ban people from mentioning the films <laughs> that got you to where you are. If you're Jim Carrey, you can. Like, if you... Okay, he probably didn't want people going up to him and going like, Ooh, somebody stop me! Or something, you know, something <laughs> like that. You know? Smoking! Or whatever. Imagine if he was just like, um, Okay, I'm going to go and stand over there now. And someone goes, Alrighty then. Fired! <laughs> Alrighty then. Get him off the set. Get what did Are I say? Are you happy with yourself? Are you pleased? I well, I don't I don't even know Ace Ventura. What? What are you doing over there? What's that you doing in the corner? Smoking. What did you say? <laughs> Fired. Get him off the set. What what's the mask? I've never seen that. Sorry, can you can you spell your last name for me? P A R T Y. <laughs> Get him out of the set. My last name is Party. Okay, I know it's a very strange name that my parents gave me. That <laughs> they really followed... loved Ace Ventura. Sorry. <laughs> that look, I've this name has followed me around my entire. No one has given me more stick. <laughs> About my name than my friends have, all right? Nothing you can say to me is going to get him off my set. <laughs> well, okay, that hurt, but I mean, you know. Imagine that. Oh, so funny. I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to think of any... <laughs> I think that was the best that you're going to do. That's probably the best I'm going to get out of this whole bit, I think. <laughs> I think I'll quit while I'm ahead, yeah. really. But, I, I mean... He... Yeah, but like you said, we don't know that he was the one that said that. No, no. If there was probably something on the set where the director was like look we're trying to create something that's different from everything else we don't really want people bringing up the mask ace ventura <laughs> dumb and dumber he really wants to believe that like he that. is um in the truman show so the mask and dumb and dumber wouldn't have existed because he's been truman his whole life yeah because jim carrey went through a stage of being that kind of method actor yeah didn't he for yeah. when he was when he was on the biopic? Oh yeah, that was really unusual. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was too far slightly. It was a but, little bit. Yeah, well I mean, 
whatever. I mean, I find it funny that we've got this far into our podcast show that we've been doing and we haven't done a Jim Carrey film. Because there are so many Jim Carrey know, films seen, that seen, are like... The whole thing is that we do things that we haven't seen and we've we've seen a lot of Jim Carrey's films. Yeah, there is that, I suppose. There is that. I mean, I, I, I guess What's you've seen... What's the other really popular ones? Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, no, I actually haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Maybe I didn't we'll know that, do that was one. him. Oh, yeah, that was him. Well. The thing is, okay, so there's a difference between him branching out and doing serious films and flexing as an actor and doing different roles that take him, right? And going from... And it's a whole other thing entirely going from doing outrightly zany comedy films to other films that are basically, like, kind of dark and a little bit depressing. Mm. Because that's kind of what Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is. So I won't say too much about it, because we may well do that if you haven't seen that. Because that was a film that everyone went on about when it came out and it is a very strange film but at the same time it's also like a little bit tragic that's kind of what he does though isn't it he's a bit he is a bit i mean that's him he's a bit strange and a bit tragic himself in his life (laughs) so he can take things to strange places and he's not afraid to be a bit i mean that kind of has hit the nail on the head a little bit for Jim Carrey, I feel. Like, here's the thing, like, I don't know whether to feel bad for Jim Carrey or not. And I kind of do sometimes. Yeah. And then there are other times where I see things about him and I go, I'm not sure that he's just, like, sad or whatever or having a bad time. Or whether he is outrightly making other people's lives a little bit difficult on purpose yeah i know it's difficult i can't ever understand whether he is doing it as a joke yes and doing it to be like a bit irritating or whether he's genuinely having problems having a bit of an episode of things yeah because i think one of the weirdest things that he's ever done and i got reminded of this recently he had a role in Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediately after he was done shooting his role, he basically yeah. boycotted the film, yeah. saying that he was against yeah. violence yeah. in movies. Yeah. And I'm like, my and he guy... he didn't like, go to any of the premieres or anything. And he, like, yeah, stood he out didn't want to be associated with it. Stuff, which is so weird. Like, Why did you do that then? I mean, you I could have stepped unusual. aside from that role at any point that you liked. You know, obviously... Like, was he proven a point to say that he can do it to bring attention to it and then boycott it? Like, his... I don't know. I don't know. It's not a flex like, you think to that, do that, I know, though, but is it? Like, I think he... Maybe he thought that if he went out and stood against it, people would go, oh, that that's a, that's a real big power move. I'm actually not going to watch this film now. And it didn't go that that way. I don't know. I don't know what he wanted to achieve. Yeah, but but here's the thing. It's in a film that people are going to look at and go, well, this is obviously a comic book movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not like fictionalised violence. It's like 
This is a film about how people really get hurt when they watch yeah, yeah, yeah. movies or read things yeah. and try to simulate it in real yeah, life. So it wasn't so really actually, the right time, like the right tone one to do it for because no they're exactly saying what you're trying to speak up against yeah yeah exactly so by saying i'm against violence in movies and this is a really violent movie it's like well actually yeah. this movie is purposely violent because that's what would happen in real life if you tried to imitate a movie yeah it's saying don't be stupid <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> precisely so i feel like that was a little bit on the back foot for him i don't know i know that's what i mean I can, you can never tell. And then there are other times where you can kind of tell that he's just having a bit of a bad time, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, he has gone through some stuff. But it does kind of annoy me, like, when people just give them total free will to do whatever they want on a film set because he's the thing that's going to get people in to watch the movie. Yeah. Like, I know it's it's not just him. It happens a yeah. lot. But, for example, him being on set and acting like an idiot and riling people up and all that sort of stuff, but everyone having to just go, oh, well, we'll leave him. He's Jim Carrey. <laughs> He's bringing the bucks in. You know, yeah. that sort of stuff. What was the film that he was in? That one where he was... Who who was he in Andy the bio? Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. That's right. That's the one. Man that's on the, the Moon? One. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, he was acting like an absolute idiot, making everyone's life so miserable and irrit like oh, it's so annoying. But everyone's just like, Oh, that's just him, let's just he's just doing his thing, la 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 and it's like, but he shouldn't be allowed to get away with things like that just because of who he is. And no. that happens a lot. And it's really annoying. Jim, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame you because should watch that documentary. I probably will at some point. I, I, I don't. Mean, well, I if, can't not, even, if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to do it, are you? I can't even remember what the name of the documentary was, but I just know that it's a documentary about him playing Andy Kaufman. Playing Andy Kaufman. You should watch it though. But I mean, I, I I probably will at some point because here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, I do have to admit that out of all of the films that I've seen in my lifetime, if you were to take the total hours watched of any one particular actor out of the films that I've seen, Jim Carrey probably would be, like, very high up. There are... I mean, I, I re-watched a lot of Jim Carrey movies from the 90s. Because, yeah. you know, growing up in the 90s when I was... 10, 11, you know, and that kind of humour really appealed to me. I had VHS copies <laughs> yeah. of Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Ace Ventura, The Mask, you know, all these kinds of things. And I was like, oh, Jim Carrey is, like, hilarious. Like, he's the guy. He is <laughs> the comedian. So I feel like even after that point, re-watching The Grinch... Every Christmas. Yeah, every time. You know? Every time we rewatch The Grinch at Christmas, really, that pushes like, his hours up a little bit yeah. more. You he know? really suffered for his art in that film. Yeah, and that's the thing. He fair. really went for that one. And uh, the amount of times that I watched Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind when that was popular, when I was in my... <laughs> 
in my emo indie film, like, oh, this film transcends genres kind of phase, <laughs> you know, because that film kind of came out right when I was in college doing film studies. And it was like, okay, this is the perfect film to analyze for this, 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 and this, you yeah. know, and it's like, Jesus. So I watched that a lot. So I do feel like Jim Carrey is one of the actors that has the total viewed hours probably the most. Mine's I don't know. Mine's Johnny Depp. Oh, absolutely <laughs> yours is Johnny Depp. I was yeah. literally about to ask you who yours was. But I well, know the amount John of times... Travolta because I watched Grease like Ooh. a thousand times over and over and over again. So it might be like a toss-up between those two, possibly. I reckon it would. I reckon they'd have to fight it out. Yeah. Who would win? Mm, I don't know. In a fist, I mean, in a, in an actual fight between Johnny John Depp, and... for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. You think he fights? I think he's just brawnier. Brawnier. Okay. Yeah, he's just a bigger guy, isn't he? In general, you don't think Johnny Depp might fight dirty? Oh yeah, probably actually. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure now. <laughs> no, but he's just skinny. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, no, he's not as skinny anymore, but. I think John Travolta would just be able to take him down. He's probably got something on his John Travolta belt. genuinely <laughs> does actually look like he could throw a punch. And he's like, he's such a good dancer, so choreo... <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? I'm just picturing John Travolta doing capoeira against Johnny <laughs> Depp now. No, but I mean, like, like, dance he's fighting. He's rhythm, and he's like... Oh, his, okay. His, his choreo would be, like, on point, because he can use some like dance moves like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I, I just pictured him like flipping around doing like capoeira or something I don't know why that came into my mind but that was just what I pictured <laughs> I I think Jim Carrey is up there for me I, I, I can't really think who else would come as close Maybe Kevin Smith because he just appears in all of his films anyway. Yeah. So maybe him, but I don't know. Harrison Ford. Ooh, yeah. Because I did watch a lot of Indiana Jones <laughs> and a lot and of Star Wars, Wars. <laughs> and I have watched, you know, Blade Runner a few times. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's like those ones that you don't think of because you wouldn't automatically think, oh, Harrison Ford, because he's not always the star of the film, but he's been in a lot of the films that you've watched a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. And I would maybe say Bruce Campbell as yeah. well. But <laughs> the thing is. His, his is only like short bits. Short bits in, bits in other films, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know, maybe Tobey Maguire for the amount of times <laughs> that we've watched Spider Man. Oh, yeah, mine would be Tobey Maguire. <laughs> The amount, the sheer amount of times that we've seen Spider-Man 2. Like, <laughs> Jim Carrey's total is from across the board, across, like, yeah, multiple different, different films. films. But Tobey Maguire's gaining on him just from Spider-Man <laughs> 2. <laughs> oh, so funny. It takes Jim Carrey, like, seven different films to match yeah, up to, to the amount of, of times that we watch Spider-Man oh, 2. Yeah. Oh, dear. Hello, my name is Drew. I would rather be watching Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making that t-shirt. You're making that one. I keep forgetting, but I'm going to do it. I think we've got time for one more bit of It's a Trivia Worth the Time, because I think that last one, 
Jim Carrey's past silly movies was good. I think <laughs> we glossed over the vitamin D one. Silly movies. <laughs> the film is studied in media ethics courses, particularly focusing on the characters of creator Christoph, best friend Marlon, and the prostituting of Truman's wife, Meryl. Prostituting? It, that's in inverted commas. That's in, like, speech marks. Oh, because marks. they've decided to choose that this person who's getting married to him now. Yeah, she basically has to spend... for life. Yeah, her life acting as his wife. And yeah. it's like, you know, where are the ethics in this film? Like, where do you draw the line? Because they wanted her to have his child as well. Yeah, there is that. There is that. But you would think that... His, what they don't show you in this film is all of the people signing NDAs, signing contracts, you know. There's not one part of what she's doing on screen that she hasn't willingly entered into. The only person that is unassuming in the whole thing is Truman. Yeah. Everyone else is there of their own accord. They've signed contracts. They know what they're doing. It's a role for them. So the idea of them... I know, but she didn't sign up for him going crazy, though, did she? (laughs) No, that's true. But, I mean, you have to, at some point, face the fact that he might work out what's going on. Yeah. You can't stay oblivious forever. And I just love that the whole overarching thing about him is like literally mimicked in his name his name is true man yeah burbank yeah. and it's like burbank is where they're filming it yeah because it's he, in he the hollywood hills where burbank is he doesn't know what, what burbank exactly is. <laughs> but i just find it so funny that his name is true man burbank i wonder what's on his tv well, they were literally every because you you see him watching TV at one point, and it's just like reruns of I Love oh, yeah, Lucy, I Love Lucy yeah. and things like that, yeah. and it's all subliminal stuff to keep him there. Yeah, all everything around him is all. But then when he worked out that his dad didn't actually die, he wasn't scared of the water anymore because it didn't really kill him. That was literally the worst thing they could have done is yeah. brought is uh, for him like not being afraid of the water. And they thought that that was going to be the thing to keep him there. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you just never know. Yeah, I, I, I look back on this film and I feel like it took me a while to come round to The Truman Show. It was good. It was well it done. It was like out. super simple. You don't really need to know anything else about it. You don't have to think very much. It's just presented. Look, this is a guy who's on TV 24 hours a day. You're watching him live and something happens. Yeah. And the great thing is you do get a little bit of that at the start with Kristoff. But it's for the most part, it's only a really slow reveal mm. of the people watching it. The more he gets the inkling that he's being watched. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is very clever. Mm. So you don't have every single bit of exposition all up front. No. You get it as it kind of goes on. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of makes you feel bad for him in the right places. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then you can see that all the people that are actually watching it, so they've invested their time but they're still happy that he's gotten away because they've watched him grow up and it's like he's part of their family almost, so they want 
what's best for him and they want what's going to be good for him. Yeah. Even though that means the show being over and them not watching him anymore, obviously. But they're still happy that he's kind of gotten out and that's nice. Yeah. I, I think the fact that everyone cheers when he goes yeah. is like, just like... he's not being held captive anymore. Yeah. I liked her badge and then he's as well. Going to going to every single Comic Con. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Meet and I mean, people. here's the thing: like, if, if that was a real situation, yeah, they need to set him up because, like, he doesn't have any real money. He doesn't have any idea about the real world. Yeah, but this is the thing: he could make appearances at conventions and stuff and do interviews and everything and he would be set for life yeah yeah he'd be loaded after because he could release a book about his i mean obviously everyone's seen his life but he could write a book from his perspective of what he he did afterwards and what he was thinking and how he came to the realization everything everyone would buy it he'd be made yeah so they don't need to set him up with something no but i do feel like maybe after saying what you said earlier I feel like we should see if we can get Darren Brown as a guest. <laughs> what? No, he's got nothing to do with this. No, but I would love to. I'd love to put past some ideas to Darren Brown to be like, "Hey, do you reckon why you could do? Why don't you do a Truman show? Why don't you do a Truman show? And why someone? don't you do real life Ashes to Ashes or whatever that show was called when he went back in time after hitting his head? Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Ashes to Ashes was the, the sequel series. Oh, the sequel. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was a different actress in that one, but it was a, essentially a sequel series. It's a life on I actually really liked that show. I'm <laughs> not gonna, I'm not it. gonna lie to you. I did like that show. I never watched it. But yeah, you could do a real life, uh, life on Mars mm. to someone and yeah. film them for like a few weeks yeah. and see, then then go. Actually, here's the thing. <laughs> You've been put out the, the you anger. You were hypnotized. Was I? Am yeah, I still you, hypnotized? I mean, you really have Are you to... hypnotizing me now? <laughs> <laughs> like, you really have to be careful with people because that's quite a fragile state to be in when you realize you've gone back, you know, you're back into the real world and you think, oh, I actually much preferred it back then. Can I go back then, please? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just re hypnotize you permanently then, shall I? Yeah. See, this is the existential crisis that people have. Like, how would you know that you're hypnotized? How do you know you're not hypnotized now? Mm. When you start thinking like that, it's downhill spiral, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know. But anyway, there we go. Who would you have as a celebrity on, like, a Truman show? Like, if you were to watch a celebrity Truman show, just someone's life, without them realising that they're being filmed? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like if a celebrity <laughs> I understand said, the question. Okay, I, I'm glad that you understand the question. <laughs> I'm glad I got that much across. Would you watch Johnny Depp's day-to-day life? No, would absolutely not. No? He's a... No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would watch... You John want to Tra- rack up those hours? No. I actually would watch John Travolta's life, though. He, that would be really interesting because he yeah. flies himself around on a plane. That's He, true. like, goes and does, like... <laughs> He's friends with Pitbull, which is really weird. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> dear. Mean, yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I can go for that. Yeah. John Travolta reality show. <laughs> John Travolta TV. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. See, there was a film that came out after The Truman Show, which was doing something similar called Ed TV, but... Oh, I think yeah. he knew that he was on TV yeah, all the yeah. time and he was, like, playing it up and it just wasn't as good. Everyone was like, oh, no, the Truman Show's a lot better. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of got 
like lost in the catacombs of time. Yeah, I've heard of it, but yeah, it's not as good. So I reckon we should start thinking about giving the Truman Show a rating now. As we do every episode, the person that hasn't seen the film before gets to give it an official rating for the show. But every episode, what the rating is out of changes. So Amber, what are you going to give the Truman Show? What's it going to be out of? I'm going to give it four dog fancies. Four dog fancies. Yeah, because I like the dog fancy. Yeah. I love that every every time he went to that newsstand, someone was buying that magazine right before him. But it was like, and the person, that the was the only other magazine that they had. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so four. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. I finally introduced you to a film that I, I wasn't sure whether you were going to like, and it turned out for the better. Yeah, I did like it, actually, because it was a very simple premise, and the acting was very good. And it was a it was a good story, and it worked out well in the end. And the bits where Jim Carrey is doing his like mad zany yeah, like, there wasn't part, really a lot of that. That was yeah, it was kept to a minimum, but it's justified in the instance that he's doing it yeah, because he is having a bit of a mental breakdown. Yeah, and it's more not more shocking, but kind of I suppose it's like it's more jarring when you see it done a bit more seriously and not just constantly shouting and making the stupid faces because like if you're always watching him do it it's like oh, oh here he goes again yeah. but because in this film he only did it w- when it was warranted it was a bit oh you know more yeah. shocking and you think no, oh exactly. it was really gone mental <laughs> because he plays it so normal and straight like right at the start yeah which is you know it's good to see and then he kind of dives into that mm. Although that being said, I do really like it when he does the Grinch face when he's like out of makeup. That's really cool as well. <laughs> what, in real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. When yeah. he does it in interviews. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I do yeah. find that really cool. And he, and in fairness, he is back on form now that he's done the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Oh. He is kind of back on form because he was really good in those. <laughs> so, you know... Especially Sonic 2, where he's got, like, the actual, like, Dr. Robotnik face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so in fairness, like, he's probably back on my, like, good list now. But, yeah. I thought you were going to give it um, out of Makoko. Yeah, I nearly did. You nearly did? Oh, my God, amazing. (laughs) I I, should have called that earlier. Oh. I, re- I nearly did, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to say dog fancy because I like the fancy. <laughs> dog fancy. I love it. I love it. Oh, we so think alike. We're back on form now. That break <laughs> did us well. So there you have it. The Truman Show gets four out of five dog fancies from Amber. But what do you all out there listening think? Do you think that The Truman Show is indeed a 90s classic that you maybe grew up watching or reminds you of your childhood somehow? Or is this a film that skipped by you because maybe you weren't interested in Jim Carrey being in a more serious role? Maybe you're more of a fan of Ed TV. <laughs> and if that's the case, please let us know why. No, really, why? If you do have any films that you think we would enjoy watching and talking about, whether we've seen them or not, 
feel free to let us know. We'll give you a shout out on the show, maybe even dedicate an episode exclusively to you for your film that you think is a classic. All of these thoughts can be sent to us through our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod when we are being talked about on the internet so that we know. I skipped that round for a change to see how it sounded. Didn't work out in my favour. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this episode, what else should they do? Like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Insta. Yes, absolutely. Do follow us on Insta because then you can leave some comments about anything that we put up on there and you can message us on the Instagram account as well to send us your thoughts and suggestions for episodes too. Also, do let your family members know about this show. Any friends that you have that you uh, might think uh, might be holding the secret of your entire existence back from you. I'm just saying, they might be lying to you. You don't you don't really know until you let them listen to this podcast episode and they see the error of their ways. But until our next episode, Amber, I think it's time that I uh, I said to you um maybe good morning. But if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yep. <laughs>